Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning into this podcast channel from Wig Weave, the number two natural hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha, and this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave, the number two natural hair. Today, we have a special guest. Guest, can you introduce yourself, a little background, and the type of business you perform? Hello, my name is Naturally Kay, and I'm from New York. Um, I'm a college student right now pursuing a career in healthcare, but on the side, I do provide a natural hair care business. Um, I have natural hair oil that I do make at home, as well as my whipped shea butter mix. And basically my business, it's about uh, basically embracing, having young black women embrace their hair. So what I do is um, basically I have a natural hair questionnaire that I do have um, my you know, clients fill out so I could just get to know about a little bit more about their hair and tell me like, you know, what they know about their hair and what they don't know about their hair. And then basically I just take that information and I make each product, whether you want the oil or the shea butter, and I make it for your individual hair needs. That is great, Naturally Kay. Hey, we sound just alike. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what products do you use? All right, right now so, your hair. Oh, okay. So at the moment, um, well, a little bit of background about that. So I recently did a, well, not recently, it'll be two years in September. I did a big chop. So at the moment, the products that I've been using from, I would say bald until the length that I have now is the Shea Moisture, um, the Intensive Hydration Line. I believe it's the Manuka Honey and Mephora Oil, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, I also yes. use their Shea Butter Jamaican Black Castor Oil Leave-In, which I love and I feel like it's very, very good for um, for hair if you're like in the 4B, 4C range. Um, I use several different deep conditioners. Um, right now, my favorites are the Curl Dynasty Pumpkin Mint Deep Treatment. Um, I love the TGIN um, Moisture, I'm sorry, Honey Miracle Mask. I also use the Shea Moisture Intensive Hydration Deep Treatment as well. And I use, I use a lot, I'm sorry. I also use the ORS Hair Mayonnaise at the moment. And oh, I also use cool. my own, sorry, I use my own, um, natural hair mix that I made for myself and I also use my whipped shea butter oh great I love to hear that anyone that have products I love to hear them say that they use their own products also yes yes you know yeah I get a lot of questions so if in order for me to answer the questions about the product I must use it myself and that is so great because most big companies they just put it together and put it out there and they can't even tell you how it did their hair just right (laughs) right and that's why i tell people i'm like listen when i use this on my hair because i look for certain things so i'm looking for those certain things that i'm looking for if you're telling me i'm having a problem with this i can tell you like okay so this is this is good for this and x y and z so i make sure before i even put out anything or give anybody advice i always make sure that i use it several times before like recommending it to other people yes and then another thing you hear from these big companies is that it was tested on animals mm, okay mm-hmm. that's animals we talking right. about it why it can't be tested on another human right <laughs> not an animal <laughs> right that's why i said 100 natural and trust me i'm using everything i'm selling or whatever i'm recommending recommending i'm using it trust me 
Now I can see if it was some kind of dog um, shampoo or something like that. Then yeah, <laughs> it's on an animal. <laughs> right, because that's like saying, well, I know this shampoo or I know this dog uh, shampoo worked because I tested it on a human, but we don't have the same needs. So how does that make sense? Exactly. <laughs> when you first returned natural, mm-hmm. what were your biggest concerns? Okay, so don't laugh. My biggest concerns was looking like a complete fool because I didn't have any knowledge of how to take care of my natural hair. Like my mom, like she would get so frustrated doing my hair. It didn't make me feel good about my hair. So she didn't really know much about natural hair. So everything she learned, she did it on my hair. So when I got old enough to do my hair, it was like I would permit that was the easiest thing to do so when i returned natural my biggest fear was like listen i'm seeing i'm looking at all of these different cute hairstyles that i'm seeing on youtube i'm looking at all these different all these different things that i want to do to my hair i hope that i can do the same and not look completely crazy so that was my biggest fear is walking out the street and just looking like i don't know what (laughs) and you are so correct because a lot of our um, people or relatives that were doing our hair, they were just continuing on doing what was done on their hair. Right. Then no one have any knowledge that these chemicals that you're putting on our hair is killing our hair, is um, putting some kind of burning sensation on our scalp that our scalp cannot take, like those chemical burns and all that stuff that we were going through back in the time, and especially that um, what is it, that um, hot comb? Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, my family is from the South. I remember being in my grandmother's kitchen, me, my cousins, we all lined up across our between our grandma legs, and she got that hot comb on the stove with her grease, so I remember those days. My The hot comb was in my house, like in my household. When you go to your grandma's you get your hair out combed and that's what that's it and back then she it wasn't my grandma's like she's from a time where you was not using any hair protectant you was not you heat protecting you wasn't using any heat protecting you wasn't using any of those things if your hair was too thick you got a perm and that's exactly what happened to me like i was seven and my mother got tired of doing my hair and me crying and screaming and she having to plead with me to do my hair she listened to one of my relatives and she permed my hair and I feel like that was the biggest mistake because my father was, his biggest argument was you should have let her texture grow out so you could see how her hair was gonna get when she got older. So when I permed my hair, I just thought that was the thing to do. Like, okay, my mother is mad that the comb is breaking <laughs> in her my hair. She's mad that she gotta fight with me all the time to do my hair. So when I got my hair permed, to me growing up it was just like the thing to do so now that i'm more educated i know that 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 was like the biggest mistake ever yes i mean as kids or should i just speak about myself um i was happy for easter but Mm -hmm. that easter night or i'm not easter night but that night before easter Mm -hmm. i already knew what going down in the kitchen you're gonna get your (laughs) hair okay yes yes so i remember the smell too that smell was sizzling (laughs) you remember when they used to get the kitchen oh oh man you better not jump (laughs) we're gonna have a burnt mark back there and then we're gonna be calling it a birthmark in a little while 
Oh my God, that kitchen. Every time my grandma, I used to feel when she was getting, oh Lord, oh Lord. And then they just act like it's not supposed to hurt. Like, hello? But then the, the, the burn, the burn, right. you know when they get all old and hard and you can feel it? Uh-huh. And remember this, don't jump. But I feel some steam on my scalp. <laughs> I'm gonna jump, yes. <laughs> Just, oh my just like putting your hands underneath the hot water. If the water's too hot for your hands, you're going to jump back, right? Right. <laughs> I remember those days. Yes. I'm glad we are adults now and we got the education mm-hmm. for this hair. And we know not to pass this on any farther than it has. <laughs> Because I refuse, like, right now, like, I'm so against the creamy crack. I am against perms. I will not perm my daughter hair. I don't care how thick it is. I'm going to sit there and deal with it because my mother did not want to deal with my hair. She was not. She got tired of it. So, seven, I got that perm, and it was the best day ever. It was no tugging, no crying. But as an adult, I know, like, looking back at how my parent, my mother dealt with my hair, I know what to do with my daughter's hair or my son's hair because being that I make everything natural, I feel like it's easier for me to have the products at hand because even if I don't have a store-bought product, I could make my own deep conditioner. I could make my child's own hair mix or, you know, just the moisturization of the hair. I can do all that. When back then, my mother didn't know how to maintain my black hair, which is why she permed it. Hmm. Amen to the kitchen. I'm going to say that hmm. now. Hmm. I love making I'm going to put some extra avocados in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, you know, you can eat those and you know they're good for your hair. So I could do both. Guess what? Guess what? I'm going to eat one and I'm going to have one blending up to put on my hair. So as I have it on my hair with my little steaming cap on, on my plastic cap or bag, I'm going to be also enjoying one. How about mm-hmm. that? <laughs> How long did it take you to grow your hair completely out um okay so when i i actually shaved my hair off like completely in september i would say three and a half months and up that's when my hair started growing out um about three months i already could use a pick in my hair and then i feel like from what was that november from november to like january that's when i started getting like more of a little afro and then by April, I was able to braid it. So I would say September, I would say about, I don't know if I'm off, eight months? Is it eight months? Less than a year. I would definitely say less than a year to grow my hair out completely. But it the was, good thing about it, you know you was getting some progress going there. Mm-hmm. That's, I always recommend to take pictures because a lot of people, they'll like, They'll, looking at your hair every day, you're like, okay, it, it doesn't look like it's growing. Until you take pictures and you have something to compare it to, that's when you really know if your hair is making progress, just by looking back at the pictures. Mm-hmm, that is also correct. I had to incorporate some pictures too, because see, 2013, when I went and did the Big Chop, mm-hmm. I took pictures of that BC when I after I did it. But I wasn't keeping up with, you know, taking pictures on a monthly basis or every two, three months, none of Mm -hmm. that. But now I know to take those pictures. Right. Right. Because I remember when um, the first day I shaved, obviously it was bald. And then I was 
say a week or so later, my hair started growing back a little bit. But when my, I started getting the actual hair on my head, it would be like, let me say like, let's just say month four. I was like, well, it don't really look like much from month two. Maybe my hair's not growing. And then I'm looking at my pictures and I'm like, wait, on month, in month one or whatever, this was, this side was shorter and now this side is longer. So I'm like, hmm. So now what I do is each month I'll take, like, let's just say I'm taking a picture for November. I'll go back to October. I'll make a collage of October and November and I'll just examine the difference. And that's how I've been able to stay strong this whole time. Yes, that is definitely correct to take some pictures. I understand that one. What will you say is the best natural shampoo that you have used? Okay, okay. So... I'm going to break it down into two categories. I would say the best clarifying shampoo that I've used has to be the Jamaican Black Castor Oil by Shea Moisture, only because it clarified my scalp and my it actually did its job. Like my scalp felt clean and so did my hair. And also I would say the Sweet uh, Ginger Cleansing Rinse by Camille Rose um, is my it's good those two for clarifying but for moisture i would say the tgim moisture rich shampoo and the um that actually if you're looking for a shampoo if anybody that's listening is looking for a moisture a shampoo to give them great moisture it's the tgim moisture rich shampoo that shampoo made my hair feel so good it did not feel stripped at all um, it felt very moisturized. And I will also say the Shea Moisture um, Manuka, the um, Intensive Hydration Line, their shampoo, it made me feel like I was either doing a deep conditioner or I just rinsed out a uh, rinsed out conditioner. My hair felt like it was going through the conditioning process more so than the shampooing process. So even though it was cleaning my scalp, it made my hair feel like every oil that was supposed to get rinsed out was still there it just felt good it was clean and it just my hair just felt so good so those were my those are my top best shampoos and you know what those are some great ones plus they're all black owned that's another thing yes amen get directly at (laughs) yes how often do you shampoo your natural hair um, it depends. It depends if I have a protective style in or if I'm just rocking my two strand twist um, under a wig. Now, if I'm just rocking two strand twist, I would say every month I wash it. Or if I have a protective style in, I would say I normally keep a protective style in for a month and a half to two months, no longer than that. So I would say um, from a month to two months, every month or two months, because like me personally, I don't believe in, or I don't feel it necessary for my hair to uh, wash my hair every week because I don't like, I'm not having my hair out exposed where different things are getting into it, or I'm putting in a lot of product and I have a lot of product buildup where I have to wash every week. So I personally do it every month to two months on a regular basis. What is the worst shampoo you have ever used? Ooh, um, <laughs> the worst shampoo that I have used has to be, I believe it was a long time ago. It was the Cantu. It was, it was a shampoo by Cantu. Um, I didn't like how it always made my hair feel squeaky clean, like extreme. It felt like it was like a, a real 
I know the shampoo was like a detergent in a way, but it literally felt like my hair was like stripped of everything. It felt like, I don't want to say like brass or like grass. It just, it just felt weird. And that's not the, that's not what I was looking for at the time. Cause at the time I wanted something to like keep my moisture and make my hair feel nice and soft. The Cantu um, shampoo just didn't do it for me. That was the worst. I used it about, I think, twice just to see if it was going to change. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't like that one. Yeah, it just sucked the oxygen out your hair, huh? It felt like you could, if I rubbed my fingers together, I could hear the squeakiness of my hair. It was just like stripped bare, just nothing. Mm. And yeah, it, it's not what my hair needed at the moment. Yes, I dislike those shampoos that make my hair feel like straw or hay. Mm-hmm. I don't want my hair dry because dealing with this foolish hair, it's already naturally dry anyway. Plus my mm. ends are dead anyway and they're mm. the driest anyway. Yeah. Need no other shampoo to help with that. No. <laughs> right. Looking for some moisture. Yes, indeed. What are your favorite products? Ooh, okay. So are we going, oh, you want me to do shampoo, conditioner, deep conditioner? Because I could do it all. Hey, what are they? <laughs> okay, so my favorite shampoo at the moment, um, I've said my, the Intensive Hydration line. I mean, sorry, shampoo by Shea Moisture. That's my favorite. The Sweet Ginger Cleanse and Rinse by Camille Rose is my favorite. Um, the Jamaican Black Castor Oil by Shea Moisture is also one of my favorites. Um, the TGIM Moisture Rich Shampoo. That's one of my favorites. Um, as far as rinse out conditioners, I really don't have a favorite because I feel like they all do the same and feel the same to me. But um, my favorite deep conditioners, I have um, the Curl Dynasty Peppermint Deep Treatment. That one I love. Um, I also love the Intensive Hydration by the Shea Moisture. That one is very good. The I believe it's ORS Hair Mayonnaise. My hair literally loves it. It makes it feel so soft after. I would recommend that to any 4B, 4C. All of them that I'm rec- that I'm listing, I would, re- would recommend it to all of the 4B, 4C type um, girls. Um, what else? I believe that's it. Yes, that's, yes, that's my favorite at the moment. Yeah. And I feel like there's a bunch, there's a bunch for me to try. I have a list of every shampoo, conditioner, and deep conditioner and leave-in that I want to try. Oh, also the Jamaican Black Castor Oil Leave-In Conditioner by Shea Moisture is also good as well. Yes, their line is the top notch, believe it or not. <laughs> and they have like 50 million different for all hair types. I feel like they have every week I feel like they make a new line for right? some type of hair. Right? I, I mean every time I turn around there's another one. I'm like, oh right. I can't keep up. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna keep with this Manuka um honey. I love that one. Oh I love it. Yes, My- yes, yes. I know they got some for all types of hair. Mm. Whatever your hair is going through, they're the one that I would recommend to anybody. You know, just look. Yes. They got something that they have for low porosity, high porosity. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I love the way they did that. They like you said, every time you turn around, there is another one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. How do you keep your hair and scalp healthy? Ooh, okay, so 
what I do is I have a regimen. Um, I moisturize and hydrate my hair every two to three days on a good month. Um, when I'm feeling lazy, I would say every three days or so. But um, yes, I moisturize um, and hydrate. So basically um, for the hydration, what I do is, cause some people think it's the same thing, like moisturizing and hydrating, but it's not. So the way that I hydrate is I have a, well, I make my own aloe vera hydrating spray. I just um, put that into like a spray bottle. I shake that up. I'll spritz a little on my hair. Oh, I'm sorry, my scalp. And then I'll follow up with the, some um, leftover from my whipped shea butter mix. I'll put that on my scalp. And then I'll follow up with my um, natural hair oil mix that I made for myself. And that's about it. I do that every two to three days. And when I'm not, when it's not, it's not the day to um, do the whole shebang, like the oil and the and the uh, shea butter. I'll just wake up in the morning. I'll spritz my hair a little bit with the aloe vera hydrating spray, and then I'll do it at night. And that will be what I'm doing, like for the whole week, basically. Do you use heating tools on your hair? Yes, I do. So, okay. So, um, as a natural, I know a lot of naturals are terrified. Some people make you feel terrified to even use any heating um, tool on your hair. But the ones that I use, of course, is a blow dryer. I use a blow dryer uh, if I have to braid my hair, like if I'm getting a protective style and air drying is just not enough. And what I started doing, I would say in November is I've used the hot comb. But since the first time, I only used the hot comb twice since I've cut my hair which I feel like is okay as long as you know what you're doing I stress that just know what you're doing if you're a natural using a heating tool such as a flat iron or a um, hot comb because no matter if I'm hot combing or if I'm blow drying I always 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 use a heat protectant so that's the number one thing if you're using heat tools always use a heat protectant that is correct can't stress that enough you know some people just get these curling irons and flat irons and etc heating tools and just go at it <laughs> i was a vic i was i was guilty because i and i actually cut my hair in 2013 because when i graduated high school i just decided to be different and i wanted to color my hair and that coloring led to severe breakage then i cut that hair grew it back and ended up with heat damage and at the time I didn't know what heat trained hair was, heat damaged hair. I just knew that I had a bunch of straight hair in the front and I'm over here telling my friend like, oh no girl, that's just, you know, I just have flat on my hair. That's why I was doing that. Not knowing my hair is heat damaged. So, and I didn't know anything about heat protecting at all. So now that I'm more educated, use heat protectant. And a great heat protectant is the one by the Gold Pantene Gold series. That one is great. What are the first signs that your hair is damaged? Ooh, I would have to say the way your ends feel. If your ends are feeling rough or just not the, you can like me personally, I listen to my hair. I could feel if my, like my ends, I'll notice like a little bit of shedding when I'm taking my hair out or if like, um, the number one sign for me is if it's wash day or I, if I have to wet my hair and if my hair isn't curling the way it's supposed to and I have little straight pieces or my hair is just like really loose, then yeah, I know something is wrong for sure. Yes, indeed. You better listen to that hair. I had to learn that the hard way, but yeah, listen to that hair. 
Yes, ma'am. The best slash most empowering part mm. of your journey so far is? That would be talking to other Black women who do not know enough about their hair. I don't know everything, but when I, when I restarted my journey, I made sure to educate myself because the question I've been getting for years is, what do you do for your hair? What products do you use? And how do you wash your hair? How do you know your porosity? So it's been the best feeling is when I talk to another black woman and she has so many questions that I can answer for her. And that, that right there, it warms my heart because I feel like for years, black women were told that their hair wasn't beautiful because it's kinkier, it's coilier, and our hair isn't straight and we don't look like the white women that they want us to look like on TV. So I, I feel like a lot of, we experienced a lot of self-hate. So if I could speak to another black woman to make her love her hair, like when I can tell you what you can do and like I'm open for advice and to tell you like, listen, you should know this and you should know that. If I can help another black woman, like when I'm helping other black women, I should say, that's the most rewarding experience about this whole thing about is making another person that looks like me has experienced the things that I've been through and make them just do a complete 180 and love who they are and what's on top of their head. Yes, indeed. And love your hair. It's your crown. You would never take it off. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie. Ever since I've been natural, well, return back natural, I've been mm-hmm. in a whole bunch of self-confidence, baby. I walk out of here like another superwoman. Head, hell, high, chest out. Let me tell you, you know what I've noticed? I Returning back to natural, what I've noticed, especially since my hair has grown since I did the big chop, I've walked outside with just a fro and I'll have black women staring at me. And you know, from black women to black women, sometimes you don't know if the stare isn't at like, you know, some love or some hate. It was this one black woman, I had a, a afro. She looked at me and she was like, I love your hair. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm just thinking like, she loved my hair. I just walked outside with an afro. Like it wasn't, nothing was special, it was just the afro. And I'm like, you know what? She, I love that. I love when my people tell me that I like your hair. I love your hair. Like, because maybe they didn't have the courage to do it. And maybe I was that courage for them to be like, you know what? I'm beautiful. Because I know, I feel like an African queen when I walk out with my natural hair. Because I know people are looking whether they don't like it or they like it. You're looking regardless. So when I walk out into the street and I have my natural hair and my skin is natural and I'm looking like, you know, you know, little Amazon hair. I love it. Hmm. Don't forget to grab your dashiki, girl. Mm-hmm. Ah, on deck. Oh, no. Don't have me now. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to someone that wants to return back to their natural roots? The advice I would give is to not think about the negative. Just do it. Return back to natural. Do not listen to people who oh you're not beautiful if you have your natural hair don't listen to any negative opinions because those people they're clearly ignorant i feel like anybody who discourages a black woman to return back to natural is ignorant because that's where we started that's where our ancestors started from it was a time where our natural hair was praised that's how we self-identified that's how we express our culture like our love and then they just turned to hate so if you are returning to natural, what I would say is 
what I what I did was educate yourself first. And the way I did that, and I would advise another person to do that, is read. Read up on everything and watch as many YouTube videos as possible. Because even when I didn't know anything about my natural hair, I was on YouTube trying to find what products to use. And after that fell, I found women who looked like me and had the same hair texture as me. And I would look, look at all, look at the products they listed, look at the reviews. I would go out, I would buy it, come home, try it out. So I would say educate your hair, educate yourself first. Learn what porosity is. How do you determine porosity? Learn why you should do deep conditioners. Learn why you should do protein treatments. Learn why sometimes you do need heat for the deep conditioners to penetrate into your strands. Learn so when it's your time to do it, you won't be lost and you know get frustrated because you don't have the time or patience to deal with something you don't know about. So I would say learn. That would be the first step is to learn. Second step would be do it and don't look back. My third step would be embrace it. Fourth step would be look into the mirror without the accessories as far as the hair you're used to and look at your face, look at your head with just a bare head, nothing on your nothing just you and love yourself embrace yourself for who you are and that's that's my advice how often do you trim your hair um me personally um is no set time frame i just go by as needed i i trim my hair as needed um i'll touch my hair i'll listen like i say i listen to my hair i feel my hair i know when something's wrong and i just go off of that whether it be two weeks every two weeks, every two months, every two years, as needed. That's how I trim my hair. Cause I know a lot of naturals, they hear people saying, well, you should trim your hair every six weeks. You should trim your hair every uh, two months. You should trim, it's not, it's, you can't tell me that I should trim my hair six weeks because you trim your hair six weeks. Because every six weeks, because that means you, you might be doing that for your personal hair choice. That don't mean that's for me. So. I do it as needed, and I recommend everyone else to do it as needed as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because if I see something going on on my on my hair strings, any kind of fairy knots, split ends, I'm clipping. I don't care if it's a week yeah. late. I'm clipping because I don't need this. No, for real. My shelf. Right, and what what is common with a lot of four C hair is single strand knots. You leave your hair out for 2.5 seconds, you got 25,000 single strand knots. And that's why even if I trim my hair, and like you said, if it's a week later, if I run my finger down a strand of hair and it's a knot, I'm getting my scissors. I'm not gonna say, well, I'm not supposed to trim my hair for another three months. Nope, it's going there. <laughs> it's getting off now. Exactly, because it will travel up your hair shaft and then you're gonna be cutting off more hair than you need to because it do mm-hmm. travel not stop it keep going all the way up to the root so then you've been and did a whole nother big chop again and you don't need to keep big, big chopping you know you're trying to right. retain some length you gotta nip it in the bud when it starts that's and that's another i'm glad you said that because that's another way how you retain length like people people get so obsessed with lengths that if their hair is where their their goal was like let's just say they want a bra strap length hair and they okay their hair is bra strap length but your hair is so thin you have so many single strand knots you have so many split ends and you don't want to cut that off you can have the length but just know your hair is not healthy if you nip it in the bud when you first see it your hair will grow long and it will grow healthy and you wouldn't have to trim three inches off every single time Yes, most definitely, most definitely. 
I mean, they have a lot of products out there that, hey, it's going to help your ends and this and that. Still, chop off them. Right. Still. Yeah, because I was ignorant. Uh, I was ignorant. I I was guilty of that, and I was very ignorant about it. I didn't know. Like I said, my mother didn't know about trimming ends, so I didn't know about trimming ends. And when I went to a professional, she was just like, your ends are horrible. And I was like, no, don't cut them, don't cut them because I wanted the length and I didn't know anything about trimming to equal length. So I was just growing my hair and having horrible ends and didn't even know. And didn't even notice that my hair wasn't growing as, it it grew, like it was thick, but as far as length, it was like, it wasn't where it should be. And that's because I needed to trim my ends and I didn't know. Yes, indeedy. What challenges do you face with your hair? Um, hmm. now that I'm starting all over, I wouldn't say I'm facing any real challenges. I think the only challenge is being excited for wash day. But once wash day comes, it's like, okay, because in the beginning, wash day was me getting in the shower and just like, I wash my hair in 2.5 seconds. It would be less than 10 minutes. I could just rub a little bit in my hand and wash my head. The fact that my hair is growing out more and I'm getting length. I'm remembering all the times where before I cut my hair, how tiring it was. And my hair is, it grew back thicker than it was before. So just detangling a head full of hair and then using my detangling brush, my Felicia Leatherwood, by the way, which is amazing. Using that brush and then just doing extra steps like the deep conditioning process. And then you have to sit under the dryer and then now I have to style it. That's my only challenge. Like, I'm, I under it's a challenge because only because it's like oh I feel like you have to have real time and patience but I'm not complaining about it because I signed up for this and this is what I love doing so my only challenge was is me <laughs> I'm my only challenge when it comes to my hair just just wanting to just 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 knowing that it's not going to be a short day that's all <laughs> yes it does it's not going to stay that length forever baby if you take care of it hmm <laughs> Your hair is going to do its thing, okay? Yeah, because healthy hair is growing here. Yes, indeed. And you must keep that scalp healthy. Yes, ma'am. How do you avoid breakage? Um, The way I did uh, avoid breakage is um, what I noticed, what I was doing a long time ago, is not letting my hair get moisturized or hydrated while being in a protective style so the way i avoid breakage now is um if my hair is always all the time almost in a protective style so when it's in a protective style i still spritz my hair with the aloe vera um hydrating spray and i also oil it and i do apply my um whipped shea butter mix for the hair when i have my um protective style in um when so the goal is basically to not leave my hair dry for a long period of time because i'm keeping these protective styles in for two months at the most so if you if i'm leaving hair dry two months by the time i take it out that hair is all of that is coming out um what else i do to avoid breakage is i detangle my hair with my fingers before i ever go in with a detangling tool and i feel like that helps 100 percent because with your fingers you're able to feel the knots or and you you can take it out more easily with your fingers rather than a detangling tool and um i just i, I don't manipulate my hair as much um i know my weak spots and i know how to not have a 
like I know that my edges are very fragile so to avoid the breaking of that I know not to manipulate the front too much like no tightness of anything like that but um I would say the number one goal I mean sorry the number one thing to avoid breakage is to make sure that your hair is moisturized and hydrated yes and we cannot express that enough because <laughs> mm-hmm. i noticed when i used to get sew-ins that you know if you're doing a sew-in and somebody add like a net to the hair to protect the hair you can't go in between the net and moisturize your hair or add grease or oil or whatever you use so i was noticing every time i took my um sew-ins out after two months i would have a pile of hair in my hand and i'm like what the hell like my hair just my hair just grew so much. I have so much new growth, but when, and I didn't know about finger detangling as well. So I would take my, my sewings out after two months and then I'm brushing and I'm combing and I'm ripping all this hair out and it's so dry and it's coming out because it didn't have any moisture for eight weeks. So that's a key. Keep the, even if your hair is in a protective style, keep it moisturized and keep it hydrated as much as possible. Have a regimen even when your hair is in protective styles. That's it. A normal regimen and a protective style regimen. <laughs> yes. What questions do you get about your natural hair? A lot of... Uh, okay, so I get this question all the time. It's my number one question, and it's what do you use? I get that. I get asked that even when I already tell people what I use. I'll post I'll post a, like an updated um, limb check. And they'll say, what do you use? Everybody always asks me, what do you use? I would think people will ask me what made me cut my hair, but that's not even the number one question. It's, I always just get asked, um, what do you use? That's the number one question. What is a annoying question to you about your natural hair? Ooh, um, um, I don't think, hmm, I don't think I have, I don't know. I don't think I ever got asked anything annoying since I cut my hair um I don't even mm, I don't think I have gotten like I yeah no one asked me yet anything that annoyed me it's it's mostly like about it like they want to know more how did I get to this point so I haven't came across an annoying question as of yet let's get back to this product here that you was talking about earlier how did you first become interested in natural beauty products now okay so i first became interested um i would say in 2000 i would say 2013 through 2014 because 2013 was when i first had to cut my hair due to breakage of a, um using a color and then 2014 when i had to cut it again from heat damage but the only difference is i didn't start wearing it um i would say natural because i was growing my perm out i didn't start wearing it natural um until 2014. and at that time like i said i didn't know anything about natural hair and neither did my mom so i didn't have anybody around me to tell me what products to use and what is good for my hair and what i shouldn't use so um i took to youtube and i was watching a lot of videos um at the time i didn't even take into consideration that the women that i was watching on youtube did not even have the same hair type as me i was just watching girls do their hair and i'll be like look in the little um little section where they list all the products they use and i would see it go to the beauty supply store and buy it come back use it and it would not work at all for my hair 
So after a while, I kept doing it and I would get so frustrated because I'm like, I'm buying all of these products. I'm spending all these mo- all this money and nothing is um, helping. So um, I remember it was one day I was looking to how to do, it was like a tutorial on a, a high bun on natural hair. And I came across this woman and she, um, of the tutorial, but then I just decided to go on her page and I'm just watching her do so many things. And I heard her mention like, oh, you know, you could, I, I make this oil, I make this at home. And I'm just like, what? She make it at home? How can she do that? Like, you know, like, why does she make things, what is she making that at home for? I thought it was impossible. So I thought this woman was like a God. So I would just watch her like, okay. And then I would just go to the store and buy store-bought products. And at the time I was doing a lot of hot oil treatments. So I would go to the store, buy some oil, heat it up, and then call it a hot oil treatment. And then I'm just like, you know what? I can make my own, I can make something myself. So what I did was um, I always use, I started using castor oil on my hair. I took the castor oil and I would heat it up and I would be like, okay, well, this will work for my hair. So my, the whole, the way I got into it is looking on YouTube and seeing how many other products that I had to buy. And I just came up with the idea, like, first of all, I could save a lot of money if I could make my own, <laughs> that's one. And I just wanted to test it out to see if it worked for my hair. Cause I wasn't seeing a lot of products in the store that said catering to a tighter, kinkier, coily hair. I would see products where it was like mainly for girls with wavy hair it wasn't necessarily targeted towards women who look like me or had hair like me so it made me want to do more for myself and the whole making of the products came about yes so i do give those two big shout outs to the youtube founder because we didn't have all yes. back in the days to help us yes and <laughs> those youtube vloggers that don't mind going in their kitchen getting food that they need to be feeding their kids or themselves with and blending it up and showing us how it's adding vitamins to their hair and minerals right i mean especially because back then i was not familiar with doing any of that so that's when i heard the lady say like oh i make this at home i'm like excuse me what do you mean you make this at home how why and I'm just, and I just started educating myself and I'm like, you know what? I can make this at home too. So let me just start experimenting. And it literally started in my kitchen, 2014. I was just doing things for myself that way. Yes. What was your first DIY and how did it go? My first DIY was my hot oil treatment mix. That was the first thing that I ever thought to make, and I loved it. Um, it went wonderful. I looked, I went to the beauty supply store, I um, found the applicator bottle, came back home. I had some oils that I was using on my hair, um, on my dresser, decided to mix those up. So I researched, um, I researched, I did a lot of research about what oils would work for my type of hair, and I just tried them out. And whatever oils that I saw that my hair was adapting to, I just filled it up in a bottle, heated it up, and I was in business. I was like, okay, I have my little hot oil treatment. I make my own. And then it was one day I had ran out of um, some a deep conditioner mix, and I didn't um, I didn't have any money to go buy some. So I'm like, I need to deep condition my hair. That's a must. What can I do? And I'm just thinking. I'm like, let me go to the supermarket. I bought an avocado, and then I'm just like, okay, what can I mix with this avocado? 
I tried, what did I think of? I found that honey was a wonderful humectant. I used honey and I used extra virgin olive oil. I whipped that together and I made a deep conditioner for myself. So my first one was my oil and then it was my deep conditioner. And the avocado, um, the homemade avocado deep conditioner, it made my hair feel so soft. If anybody ever run out of some deep, some, some store-bought conditioner, deep conditioner, and either y'all don't feel y'all lazy, too lazy to buy it like myself, or you don't want to go out, get some avocado, get some honey, and get some extra virgin olive oil. Mix that up in the blender, and you got yourself some homemade deep conditioner. Yes, indeed. I love those DIYs. Do it yourself. And it saves you a lot of money. Like, I feel like in my head, I think, why buy someone else's when I can make my own? That's when I was thinking, like, you can, a lot of, that's why I started doing a lot of homemade things because back then when I started, I was a teenager. I didn't have money to go to the store every time. And my mother wasn't going to fund this. So I decided to make my own. Yes. And thinking about back in the day, our ancestors, you see the things that they use, what, um, uh-huh. uh, what was it, um, cooking oil, uh, oh, yeah, came out for fat, they had, um, kerosene oil, um, axle oil, things like that for cars and things that they were putting on their hair to cure any kind of scalp condition that, that, that they were going through or, and do you remember like the old school perm where it would literally burn? I wasn't around for this, but like my grandparents and my parents, like just watching certain movies, it was it was like a perm where people it would really burn. Like it was like bare live, just straight live. Exactly, exactly. Right? Like it's the five weeks, like the five hard. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And even the Malcolm X movie when he. <laughs> When he um almost burnt his scalp. Yes, he was fanning it. I remember that. Yes, yes. And how about the Tina Turner movie? Why did I um? Oh yeah, uh, when the little girl left the um. Uh, why do um? What is it? Oh God. Uh, what's love got to do with it? Yes, yes, exactly. Remember when they was getting ready to perform and they got them perms put on their hair? That's why they came out with wigs because Tina. Yeah, and the little girl left it in so long and it was coming out in chunks. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying about that creamy crack. (laughs) Any creamy crack that's going to take out my hair, you think I want to continue to use it? I would never go back to that ever again. Going natural was the best thing I've... Sorry, returning natural was the best thing I've ever done. Yes, indeed. And I'm passing it along because I caught my daughter. She's now a teenager. And guess what? I stopped perming her hair when she was about 12. I hate I had permed her hair um in the past but guess what no more father because I educated myself so I'm educating her now on how to take care of her natural roots and how to embrace her natural roots yeah because I feel like that's great that you as her mom is doing it because so many women don't know because their mothers didn't know so it's like my mother didn't know so I didn't know but now I know I can pass that along to my daughter and teach her how to care for her natural hair where she won't say I hear a lot of black women say like oh my god my hair is so much to deal with I can't wait to perm it and it's just like what you like having no offense to anybody who have perm hair or who has permed their hair in the past but 
I don't like having just straight hair all the time. That's it's not fun to me. I want to see my curls popping. I want to see a nice twist off definition. I want to see a nice little high puff. I don't want my hair to be just lifeless and straight all the time. Yes, indeed. That is most definitely correct. And we have to break the chain somewhere. We can't let this chain continue on to our future generations. We have to break it somewhere and educate one. And if you educate that one, maybe they'll continue to educate their kids. And then their kids, you know, just keep on going like a tire. And not only that, that I learned that our foolish hair is really not to be dealt with on a day in day out basis because we mm-hmm. like put a protective style on like two strand twisted braided etc and leave it alone just continue right rise it and do the things you need to do for it, which is that protected style regimen that we were talking about earlier yes i was, right I thought when I people say what hair, do you do girl <laughs> <laughs> when people say what do you do to grow your hair leave it alone you don't need to be in your hair manipulating it every two weeks or nothing like that your hair does best when you just leave it alone and let it let it do its thing that's all you have to do leave it alone and continue to moisturize and hydrate your hair and you're good sure when I big chop I wish somebody would have told me that or educated me on that because I thought babe I'm supposed to be in my hair every day like girl every day I'm gonna be doing this doing that I'm gonna make it grow it's gonna be Rapunzel in the morning <laughs> Yeah, leave your hair alone. That's why I love having um, protective styles in and I leave them so long. Like, I don't touch my hair every two weeks. Even when, if if I don't have, like, a protective style where I'm adding hair, like crochet or doing um, braids or, like, Marley twists or something like that, if I just have my natural hair twisted, those twists are staying in for at least a month. Like, I'm not changing this up. This hair is getting, it's staying in for a month. And I'm going to wash it, do it again, and leave it in for another month. Yes, indeed. And guess what? You see a big difference in it when you just leave it alone, too. Right. Do you have samplers for the first timers? Um, I did in the beginning. So when I first launched and um, was making my products available for to buy, I did like the first six customers would get like a free if they ordered an oil with an oil with the purchase of a natural hair oil. I was giving away a free sample of my um, whipped shea butter for the hair so with the whip shea butter i have two i have original and i have my mango shea butter mix the original is just like the raw shea butter with the. i'm um, sorry natural okay it seems like we're losing you um could you repeat Um, that oh i'm sorry okay so i said um i do i was giving out samples when i first started selling with the um the, a purchase of the natural hair oil I would give a free sample of the whipped shea butter now I would have either the original or the mango shea butter mix and after you complete the survey which I have um, it, I would just make it if you needed original or if you needed the mango shea butter mix but it was samples it was like a, a 4 ounce jar of the shea butter that's what I was giving away in the beginning Oh, okay. But now I do. Um, now I'm trying to make it where uh, I don't know if I want to do any more samples because a lot of my customers are returning customers. So a lot of them who pur- who purchased the oil and got a free sample of the shea butter, they all ended up buying the eight ounce shea butter, which they really love. But I don't have a problem with if someone was requesting, like if they wanted a sample of the shea butter before they bought it. I don't have a problem with that at all. Oh, okay. When slash why did you make the leap to starting your own product? 
books out there? Something um, like- because <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, since I well, when I started posting my before I cut my hair, I would post my hair every time I would take it out and it was wash day. And then I would post um my natural hair mix that I would make for myself as well as my um whipped shea butter that I was making for myself. And every time I posted it, it was always like one or two people will hit me up and say, like, oh, what did you use? And I'll tell them so they can make it for themselves. And just like sometimes myself, um, it would be people who I would say not lazy, like they just don't have the time to make it for themselves. So they would say, like, oh, can you make it for me? And I'll just tell them, like, you know, I never thought about doing it. I would always brush it off. Like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do that. I never thought to do it. And then people would say, well, why don't you like, you know, sell it and make it for others? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, cause I always thought like people are not gonna believe, like, oh hey, would you like this or you will? Why? I don't know what it's doing. So when I saw, like, was noticing that every time I posted my hair, people were always asking me the same questions every single time. So I'm like, you know what? I get all these questions. I want to help them. I want to give you something that will aid in healthy hair and scalp. Because even if you don't have the time, I want to, like, let you know that even though that you don't have time to sit down and do it yourself, let me provide you something and some advice so you can have the hair goals that you want. Yes. What is your recipe development process? Basically, um, well, with myself, I know what works for my hair, but when I have to make something for others, basically, I just talk to them. And um, that's why I created the natural hair questionnaire. Like I said in the beginning, it lets me know how much you know about your hair and how much you don't know about your hair. So whatever I use is based on the feedback that you gave me within the questionnaire. So the questionnaire is composed of 26 questions. And there's questions like, how often do you um, wash your hair? And uh, on a scale of one to 10, how would you determine your, well, how would you define your scalp's dryness? Um, Does your hair retain moisture well so it's certain questions that I take out and I look over and then um with the customer I would talk to them and ask them more details about their hair like are they allergic to anything and I would just tell them certain oils that I know like for example if you took my survey and I saw that you said that your hair from a scale of one to ten is for dryness it's a nine and that you lack moisture the oils that I would use would help you retain moisture and as well as strengthen your hair. So my recipe is basically like for the certain oils that I use and a certain, um, the whipped shea butter mix, the way I make those is by like basically just looking at the questionnaire and talking to the future customer about certain things that she's looking to accomplish with hair and what she's looking to gain in and what type of oils that she like because I always like to incorporate one or two favorite oils of the client so I just gather that information and I just take it from there where do you find the inspiration um the inspiration comes from me just loving what I do I like to care for my hair and I also um like other people to care for their hair and I like I enjoy talking to people I enjoy answering questions I enjoy providing a service where I can help someone with their hair because like I said before I get a lot of questions and a lot of people asking for advice a lot of black women 
asking for advice about their hair. So it inspires me knowing that I help them. And every time I make a sale, I'll contact them to ask them to follow up. How do you like my oil? Like, what has it done to your hair? Do you notice any changes? Um, do you like my um, the shea butter mix? Do you like using that on your hair when you're doing a protective style or just a natural style? I ask questions like that. And the positive feedback that I've had gotten so far inspired me and it inspired me more because I actually had a childhood friend who contacted me about um, purchasing some products for me and um, through the questionnaire I, I um, looked it over and then talking to her more she let me know that she um, had alopecia and she um, was telling me how she was suffering from that and when she when we started talking about the alopecia I thought like I didn't go I didn't go into it thinking well let me make something to cure that I knew that something I couldn't do but I'm just listening to her she complained of dryness how she wanted more moisture and she wanted to strengthen her hair so I took into consideration about the alopecia and the dryness so I'm just like I decided to research what oils would be good for alopecia and or to aid in like help it in any way and I'm looking and I'm just like all the oils that I'm reading about I have already these are already the oils that I have on my dresser which was a plus so I'm like I already made um aside from the alopecia I already made a separate list for my friend who go, suffers through psoriasis and I wanted to make her or hair oil blend because her scalps get her scalp gets really flaky and just very caked up from with the um from dryness I took that into consideration in the alopecia and the dryness that my childhood friend was talking about and the moisture so I combined those oils um I delivered the oil from her to her at the time she had I believe box braids in and she started using my oil for a month she contacted me and she told me she just hit me up and she was like I really do believe your products are helping me and I'm just like what do you mean so she sends me a picture of before she started using the oil and after and the results that I saw was uh, it was mind blowing I was just like wait you're telling me that my product did that for you that was the most inspired that made me want to keep going because the fact that I helped her and I can help other people who are who's going through the same thing as her um that was that's basically the feedback and the love that I get from the people who buy from me is what keeps me going yes and that can be very inspiring you know to see someone come through whatever they're going through and see the results so real people with real results those are testimonials right and we as naturals love testimonials that's just like us watching yes. videos i want to see your hair from when you did the video 30 days ago and what you use and then you're still using it the next 30 days and then you didn't got this much length or i didn't did this to your hair i mean i understand every head is different but i still want to see your uh -huh. results so i know to go now and buy me an avocado <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know. Right, that's why. Like when I do, when I, that's why I post a lot of my hair updates so people can see the progress and see that it is possible. Because sometimes when I post my um my picture of my hair updates, people will say, "What do you use?" And I chuckle every time because it's like. I literally use the things that I'm selling. I'm not selling and then pretending that oh no, this is gonna. That's why I tell people. I am not promoting anything that's not true. I am not telling you and I will never tell anybody that buying my natural hair, any product that I sell for the hair is going to give you five inches overnight. 
people who do that it's very misleading because people go into thinking well i can purchase this and i'm gonna get those results tomorrow and when they don't get those results they're highly upset i'm telling people my natural hair oil and my natural uh whip shade about shea butter mix for the hair is to aid in healthy hair and scalp it's to help you reach your goals it's not like everything that i'm feeding out is what I have been using for my hair and I strongly believe that the natural oils everything I make is 100% natural there's no anything it's bare raw shea butter it's everything it's natural so I'm using that on my hair so when people ask like oh what do you use I'm like I'm literally using my own products except for the shampoo and you know the deep conditioner from time to time I'm literally just using my own products Yes. What are some hurdles an inspiring business owner might not be aware of? Well, um, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I, I say to myself, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I, I, it's not that I don't feel comfortable giving advice about being like a business owner because I feel like I'm still getting the hang of it. Like, I still have trials and errors. I'm basically winging it with the knowledge that I do know and listening to like um, customers feedback. I feel like that's one thing. And I feel like the hurdle is having, if you're going into this with the mindset that everything is going to be perfect and you're going to have like a hundred sales in a week, I'm going to say you're setting yourself up for, um, for disappointment because it won't always go that way and you have to be comfortable with that and you have to know that regardless if it's a slow week or fast week your passion must remain strong you have to be you have to remain strong and want to continue to do this because me personally I'm doing this because I love I love I'm in love with my hair and I want other women to be in love with their hair and I love helping others and if I can help in this way which I know a lot of women struggle with maintaining their hair this is basically something I'm doing because I love doing it I'm not doing it for the fame the anything like that or money I'm doing it because I love helping other people I love teaching other young women about their hair I love educating myself and others as I go so that's one thing I would say always remain strong and never give up no matter if things are going if this is a passion for you if this is something you really truly think believe that you're good at do not give up don't mind that some people might not support you including your own friends and family just don't let anything stop you if you have a, a business venture that you want to tackle do that no matter if you're your only supporter no matter if no one that you grew up with live next door to support you or is your investor be your own investor like do it because you love to do it and with that drive and passion your business company whatever it is will take off that's my advice to anybody trying to start this for the first time that is some great aspiring advice mm, thank you you're welcome which of your products do you love the most i love the most it would have to be the oil because when i first started doing natural hair um natural sorry protective styles i was using oil that didn't do anything for my scalp i would literally like you know the time when people say like my scalp would just suck the grease up my hair was eating this oil where when i was when i thought i was oiling properly in the beginning the next day my hair will be my scalp will be dry as uh, i don't even know what so my favorite would be my natural hair oil one because it's natural two because it works three it's great <laughs> 
that is my favorite and um i feel like also because you can use it not just to moisturize your scalp you can use it well if you don't mind using it as a hot oil treatment it's a sealant it's great for all things you can use it as a hot oil treatment you can use it to moisturize your hair when you have a protective style like you can do it if you just rub a little bit on your hands to take out a twist out or a braid out it's great that's my favorite one because i feel like you can really go far with that it can help you do so much and to meet your goals can men and women use your product absolutely um men who are natural can use my products the kinky coily men can use my products the kinky coily women can use my products is the product safe for kids hair too yes it is i do recommend like with with children i would say around five and uh, i have sold to um certain a few mothers have purchased my um whip shea butter for their children because they like to do a lot of braids a lot of natural hairstyles so it is safe i do recommend um i do ask if they have any allergies before i even you know um place an order for a child that is so great to ask that question I love that. Yes, because I know kids are very sensitive. They have sensitive skin. So we just want to make sure it's safe and it will cause no harm to them. Yes. What ingredient is mainly used in most or either all of your products? I would say the two most um, used ingredients, it would be black Jamaican black castor oil because I love that. And I use that as a base in my natural hair oil as well as my... um, whip shea butter mix for the hair um unless you request um like i had one customer i made her a customized order of the shape of my shea butter mix um i mixed um she she told me that the cash oil was like too heavy for her hair so i left that out but unless you request like something like that then i mostly use castor oil in my natural hair oil mix and i'll use it in my um my whip shea butter for the hair and also whip shea butter is also one i use that in my um in my um i'm sorry in my whip shade of butter mix and i also have a um when i came out with the whip shea butter mix for the hair a lot of people they were thinking it was for the skin i believe because they heard the shea butter so what i did was i actually came out with body butter which i also use shea butter it's incorporated in that so I would say the two that I use would be castor oil and shea butter is the main ingredient in some of the products. And those are two great products. I mean, excuse me, ingredients to use in mm-hmm. product for hair. Plus- yeah. Oh, yes. Those are great. How do your ingredients help in today's society? Please explain. Um, I believe my... um ingredients help with today's society because it can help it well it does help a lot of people who are um thinking about going natural or who are natural and they do not know how to like they don't they haven't came up with a uh any product or what to do with their hair and i feel like in a society today when you just hear a bunch of what you should do what you shouldn't do what looks good what doesn't look good my products you don't even have to worry about anything it's completely natural it's it will aid in it aids in the health of your the health of your scalp and not only just your scalp but your hair as well great tell me more about your product 
Okay, so with my product, okay, so I have my first product that I'll talk, I'll discuss on is my natural, well, 100% natural hair oil. Um, it comes in a four ounce um, bottle. Um, uh, it's that's the product, the natural hair oil that I say that you can use for either a hot oil treatment, um, or you can just use to oil your scalp for protective styles. My whip shea butter, that one, I really like it because, um, like I said in the beginning, I have two. I have either original, which I use in my hair, or if I have one for people who, um, I get a lot of people who say that my hair is dry, my scalp is dry, I can't maintain, maintain moisture. So I have a mango shea butter mix. It's basically mango butter, which is great for moisturization and i also use kapuasu butter which i just added that's a great sealant as well and i make it's it will be my mango butter my kapuasu butter and my um raw shea butter and i do a lot of what i like to do even though i have those two set i like to do a lot of custom orders where like maybe you feel like the butter that i'm using you don't really like for your hair or the oil i'm using like i'll always break down like I could use this oil or that oil and if you feel like this oil is too heavy for your hair or you want something light I'll customize it that way whereas like what I like is that none of what I sell to you is not I'm not necessarily selling to the next person because everybody has different hair needs so with my products is basically based on your individual hair needs and I stress that a lot because I think people a lot of people are under the impression that the oil that I give to person A is the same oil that I give to person B or that I'm putting one type of oil in the bottle and just sealing it up and saying, here you go. What my, The way that I do things is, the reason why I have the questionnaire is because I know everybody is not going through the same thing. Some might be and some are, some are different. So when you fill out that natural hair questionnaire and I talk to you after, I'm able to know like what's good for your hair and what's not good for your hair and what's gonna help you meet your hair goal so it's basically like um i don't know how to phrase it but it's basically like you're getting something that's designed for you specifically for you mm, what is your price range for those products um so my natural hair i'm sorry my natural shea butter mix um, both the original or the customized and the mango that goes for ten dollars as an eight ounce jar and my 100% natural hair oil it goes for 25 and it's a four ounce bottle great and how can our listeners follow you in or purchase your products from you okay so at the moment i do not have a website so you can hit me well you can follow me on um instagram at underscore naturally k um and you can to if you are interested in buying anything you can contact me at my email at naturally k with two e's at gmail.com and there you're able to ask me any question regarding hair the products i sell and that's where i'll be sending and receiving the natural hair questionnaire well, great. Thank you so much, Miss Natalie K, for being. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for being a guest and giving me the opportunity to have you on my podcast to interview you about your returning to your natural root journey, plus having your own naturally handmade with love products that's available 
Thank you. You're so welcome. I really do appreciate it. And I thank you for giving me this, for having this platform and allowing me to tell the listeners what I do and support local businesses and small businesses. So I thank you so much. Yes, because we definitely need to support more small business owners slash mom and pop shops, you know, help this small business get to be a big business and be out here on the front at our local beauty supply stores that we all love. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because that's the next step. I'm hoping that this will reach everybody and you could go into the store and just purchase purchase it because I really do what I really do believe that what I'm creating will help a lot of women especially what they're looking for. And nowadays, like I noticed that a lot of women are coming to me complaining about the same thing. So if I could get it into the stores in the hands of other women, just like me, then that would be great. So I thank you so much for this opportunity. You're so welcome. And I give a lot of thanks to our late, great Madam CJ Walker, because if it wasn't for her, I think a lot of us females won't even have this idea implanted in us to store our own DIYing out of our kitchen to get those products out there. And also to, um, I can't even think of her name. I believe her last name was Monroe. Um, Can't think of her first name, but those two women right there, I give very well thanks to because it has inspired us females, plus a lot of males are in the kitchen too, making products for us, mm-hmm. whether it be skincare or hair care. We are seeing a lot of males come in and make these hair products also. So that is so great to start using these naturally made products out of our kitchen that are chemical-free yes. because we don't need more uh-huh. chemicals. Yes, 100% natural. I must stress that. My products are 100, 100% natural. And that's the way, like, especially, I know some naturals, they really do not like, they only like to use uh, natural products. And even there's a lot of companies and brands that come out and they say, oh, no, this is natural. And then you read the ingredients and it's like, wait, what is this? With mine, it's not 100,000 ingredients. You don't know how to pronounce it and you got to re- uh, look up what is this it exactly what it is exactly what I'm selling is what's in that bottle so I stress that 100% natural all the time yes and I do have a quote of the day I do not look upon these United States as a finished product we are still in the making and that is by Franklin D. Roosevelt okay and this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave, the number two, Natural Hair. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast channel, simply send an email to From Wig Weave, the number two, Natural at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow Miss Naturally K on her Instagram page and try some of those great natural, chemical free, made with love products. Until then, thank you. You're so welcome. Until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Listen to previous segments and favor this channel. So once one is dropped, it will be available for your ears to listen in on. Thank you.